You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, Nito, never nervous, nerdy newts and narwhals needing nonstop nitpicking. Welcome to Good Job Rain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 172, and I'm your humble host, Karen. And we are your crew of spunky, spoofing spurters of specifications and sporadically sphincters. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's submitted by listener Jordan. Oh, th- th- I didn't, thanks. I didn't that one. Thanks. I'm Colin. It's just us two. It's just us two. It's a catch up episode. Yeah. The other two, they couldn't catch up, so they're not here to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not our usual full topic episode, but we got a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to be back with your regular Good Job Brain programming soon, but. Uh, Today is our catch-up episode filled with listener shout-outs, mailbag, and uh, some weird facts and trivia we stumbled upon, and even a listener challenge. Well, even though this isn't our full usual episode, I do have one pop quiz hotshot question for you. All right. I hope I win this one. You know what? I have two. Okay. Should I I go through the the charade of getting out my buzzer? (laughs) And these two, okay, so one of them actually showed up in Pub Trivia uh, when I was traveling. I actually went to Pub Trivia when I I traveled. It was awesome. I didn't win, but that's okay. You need to stay, Um, you went by yourself? No, I went with a runner friend. Okay. My runner friend, James. All right. It was just us two. You got to stay sharp on, you're on the road. Yeah, exactly. And and so that's something I, I try to do now, like when I do travel for races or anything, like, if it's on a weekday, I'll try to I'll try to go to a local pub quiz. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last time I was in Connecticut, when I was in Hartford, I went out with a couple listeners. They invited me, and this time I was in Orlando and felt really, really dumb for not getting this question. Okay. All okay. right. All right. Lay it on me. Okay. So the presidents on Mount Rushmore. Yes. Which two served? In the same century. Oh right, I saw. I saw you had posted this on Twitter. Oh, actually, no. sorry, sorry. Uh, let me get my buzzer though, so okay. we can go through this. All right. But it's just you. No, oh, you want to make it yeah. official. <laughs> Colin. All right, so we've got uh, uh, just so just to recap the four choices. Right, we've got Washington, um, Jefferson. Roosevelt and Lincoln. Yes. Right. So it's which two served in the same century. So that is uh, Jefferson and Lincoln. Yes. The, the thing is, when you go in, you're, you're thinking there are two pairs that you know are close. So right. you know Washington Jefferson are right, close. Right, right. And you know the other two are you know are also close. Right, right, But right. there are like the tail ends of That is a cent- tricky one, yeah. Of the 100 years um, and man, and seriously, like we were there, we wrote down pretty much the years, and we're like, ah, but we're not sure because like Jefferson was like on the cusp, you know, it, was he like very end of seventeen hundreds, right? Like 18, right. You know, it turns out eighteen oh one is when he when he first assumed office. We also had the other years for the other two, and we're like, okay, well, we know Gettysburg Address, and we know Lincoln's turn. Right. And we're like, ah, Roosevelt. We had the years, we just didn't see past the two pairs. Yeah, that's so funny. That is is a good tricky one. I like that. Yeah. Okay, good job. All right. For for following our Twitter feed. (laughs) You would have figured it out. I'd like to think I would have figured it out. But yeah. Just the blinders when you think so, like... Yeah, because I know what you mean. Like, you mentally, you think like, all right, well, Washington and Jefferson, they're going to be, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, final question. All right. 
Adele. She's a singer. <laughs> <laughs> what is her last name? Oh, God. You know, I was uh, – this is one of those, like, I, I was putting together a quiz, in fact, of, like, first name – you know, one name singers. It's it's con, like, in, in one eye and out the other eye. Um, <laughs> it's I, – I seem to remember – it was something fairly, fairly con- like Harris or Atkins or something. Oh my God! It, 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 am I close? Adkins. Adkins. Okay. All right. A D K. Okay. All right. So that was in there. It was in the brain somewhere. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good. It's a good trick. Like you know, we give you the last name. You tell me who has the first name. Oh, that'd be a good quiz. Mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. else would be on that quiz? Oh, you like like Hanson? you know uh, Nelson. You know, you have to say Prince. You know. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. What's Beck's last name? Uh, Hanson. Hanson, right? Hanson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah. Right. I think we, hey, we're halfway to a quiz yeah, right here. Gonna... We'll spring it on Chris and Dana. Surprise. All right. Well, I have a, uh, a quick uh, animal science news headline here that I wanted to share with you. Um, this one I found was really fascinating. I was uh, reading this in uh, The Guardian uh, just, just last week, but I think the story was picked up by a lot of uh, science wire services. So scientists think they have found. The first example of an odorless animal, or at least an odorless vertebrate. At least, at least an odorless vertebrate. You know, so you know there may be some Bacteria. odorless, yeah, or slugs or something, maybe. Uh, yeah. So this is interesting. It's a it's a snake, a puff adder, and they've discovered that the puff adder apparently can go into a state where it has no detectable odor no scent and i was thinking about this I and never, i was like oh. huh i never thought about that before i never thought other snakes smelled oh i guess they so amounts. right so you know the scientists and you know who have sort of uh, come across this discovery are saying that you know virtually every animal that th- that that they know of emits some level of scent you know like you can train a dog or, or you know an animal that's that's really sensitive to scent to to key on that but they can't do it with puff adders they can't oh they can't they detect can't it. detect it and so how they found this is really fascinating so uh, this is in uh, Johannesburg in South Africa and there are researchers uh, at the university. Uh, at Whitwatersrand, who were studying puff adders for totally unrelated reasons, right? And they have little like radio trackers in the puff adders so they can see where they're going. Well, and, hold on. Okay. Why are they called puff? Do they puff up? They do puff up. They're, 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 they are an attacking, uh, you know, uh, venomous snake. Um, okay, so it's not just because it's cute. It's not, no, it's not because they're cute. It's like, oh, puff, it was like a little puff ball. But so this is a, not related to uh, the discovery. So they were the researchers were tracking the puff adders, the snakes, um, for unrelated purposes, and they noticed that sometimes the snakes were getting off the property. They were tracking them to an area where there were some dogs. So they were like, "All right, we got to go get the snakes." So they would go back over to retrieve the snakes, uh-huh. and the dogs would come over, kind of just bounding over, like, "Hey, what's going on, Mr. Scientist? You know, hey, Mrs. Scientist," and totally ignoring the snakes. And they're like, "Well, this is weird. The dog." You know, normally dogs are pretty good about detecting other animals in general. And they're like, this is really strange that they can't sense the snakes at all. So they started. If they don't see it. If they don't see them, right. And that's part of the. And that's also part of what goes into this is that the puff adders, they hide. So they're like, they're ambush hunters. So. They got interested enough, and being scientists, they started studying the the, the snakes, and they found out that they could not Aww. train. They could not train dogs. They also tried training meerkats, which I guess are quite adept at uh, scent detection and scent training. They cannot 
smell the puff adders in a controlled experiment. They can't find them any better than random. So this is they've never seen this behavior before. They call it uh, chemical crypsis. Okay. Oh. So crypsis is sort of the blanket term for any behavior that's about evading detection. So what they think is the puff adder, their working theory is, is one of two things, uh, is that either the snake can lower its metabolism and its body temperature so far that it doesn't give off any kind of volatile organic compounds. Got it. Like nothing emits. It doesn't emit anything. Right, right. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one possibility. The other possibility is that, you know, maybe they do emit uh, these compounds, but they're so heavy relative in the air that they don't waft up. They don't rise oh, okay. up. They, they don't know. So they're, they're looking into that. Yeah, because if you put that snake somewhere else with different, say, like air components, it might be a different thing. Right, or- right, right. One thing they did rule out, though, is that it's not like emitting a false scent detector, right? So one theory was, well, maybe if it's in a room that smells like flowers, it makes itself smell like flowers, you know, kind of like a chameleon. Uh, they ruled that out pretty quickly so to be determined what it is but they haven't found any other example of this in any other vertebrate of an animal that has no smell and they they interviewed a lot of other scientists and they all kind of agree like yeah if you if you can't train dogs to scent for this animal there's probably nothing that can smell it this brings up another question and i'm looking at a a best sense of smell in the animal kingdom Mm. there seems to be i mean Different different smells for different things. Like so, dogs you can train them for a single to track a single scent. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting conflicting. Like so, p- people say moths are really have really strong sense of smell, but only for their mate. Right. Uh, shark. Uh, for different types of protein. Right, So right. It's, it's hard to pinpoint, like, who has the best smell, but... Yeah, well, I think it's probably a combination of best sense of smell and can be worked with under laboratory yeah, yeah. conditions, <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't know how... I got a shark yeah. and a snake in the same room. <laughs> yeah. Will the shark find the snake? <laughs> Johnson, you take these moths. <laughs> yeah. Smith, you take these sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, can I help with the moths? <laughs> so, wow. yeah, if you want to evade detection, you know, like, just cover yourself in puff adders, I think... <laughs> Is, is the lesson that's my takeaway from this if i'm on the run from bloodhounds is just a puff adder yeah. suit venomous yeah venomous puff yeah. adders yeah this the dumbest criminal we've ever seen he died from 300 puff adder man 300 simultaneous puff adder bites <laughs> <laughs> took us 10 years to find him though yeah dogs couldn't smell him Oh man! Oh, so so I mentioned I spent the last couple of weeks uh, traveling, doing racing, ping ponging between Disney World in Florida yeah. and Disneyland in Anaheim for for a total of six races. They're not very close to each other either. Cross cross country. You know, I run in costumes. People know that. I have to say, my my biggest and most touching surprise. I mean, people do recognize me because I'm in costume. Like, oh, I've seen you before. But the biggest surprise to me is the alarming amount of listeners I met <laughs> who recognized me. Just on this past trip. On these past two trips. It's The it's, Good Job Brain Army is growing. It's, it's an audio show. You know, I'm sure like through social media you guys kinda know what we look like, but like it's still like I'm I'm so humble and I'm so touched. Um it's super cool. And I just want to give a shout out to the listeners I met. I try to remember everyone's names on the fly. Sometimes this was at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So, so I apologize if I, if I flub your name, but I think I got everybody. Chelsea and Jeff, 
who said hi to me at the 5K. Um, there's like tens of thousands of people, and uh, and they found me. And uh, Suzanne, who was in my race corral, she's like, oh, my, my family list. I was like, this is so nuts. <laughs> um, and hello, Suzanne's family. And also uh, to Jem, who was running the marathon. I finished and then um, I was cheering for the, for the, the other runners um, towards the end. And she was running. While she was running, she was in a Tweedledee costume. She, like, stopped and, like, said hi to me, you know, during the race, which I thought that was really cool. Um, and how did the holograms do? Did they finish? Uh, sorry. Was, <laughs> I hate yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name the other holograms? Oh, no. Not oh. a lot. Uh, I'll take a, a Dazzle. Is one of them named Dazzle? <laughs> I actually don't yeah. know. Okay. I know Asia's Dana would know. Dana, yeah, Dana would have would this know. cold. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to assume I'm wrong. Please don't write in to tell me I'm wrong. Caroline and Eric, who is a cast member at Magic Kingdom. What cast? What does he play? Is he allowed to say? Oh, he's like a super. He's like a supervisor. Oh, oh, oh. very, very cool. I saw him like work on his job, nice. like, telling people to not like stand on the thing. And I was like, oh, that's, so <laughs> you know? that's 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 the pinnacle of, of achievement. Is like he's you can like, tell someone not to stand on the yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I bumped into Lisa in Anaheim, who was across the street, and yelled at me. And told me to get some honey for my throat. It took me a couple tries to, to figure out what she was saying. Um, man, it was so cool. Guys, it's so cool. I love it when listeners say hi. And I like getting to know you guys, too. Like, I want to know, like, what your story is and, you know, how you listen to the show. And, I've, and you know, I actually have become really good friends with some of our, our listeners who, who approach me, like my Mouse Adventure teammates. And all, all you listeners, if you do spot us in the wild... Tag us. Catch and release, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Catch them all. Yeah, catch them all. Release them all. No, it is. It's rewarding to see, to remember that we're not just uh, talking out into the void here on these microphones. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not just our moms. I know I'm a, I'm a freaking old trivia nerd because my whole time in Disney World, I didn't even ride rides. You know, I, I barely rode r- rides. I just... <laughs> I booked myself tours, <laughs> like educational tours. It's but my new thing. You, well, you've been there so many times, yeah. right? I mean... But it's like, what can I learn? You know, it's... <laughs> oh, I can pay somebody to tell me trivia about, you know, for like two hours? You're moving into the retiree yeah, phase yeah. of your Disney sign, life. Yeah. Sign me up. I have no regrets. It's... I love... I love the tours there. Um, they have like such good educational programs. And, What's um, the coolest fact you learned on this trip? Okay, so I signed up for two tours. Okay. Um, Epcot, at Epcot, which is the, in Disney World, it's the futuristic educational park. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I signed up for the Dolphin Discovery Encounter Tour. Okay. And then I signed up for their futuristic greenhouse tour called Behind the Seeds. Or, uh, behind the Seeds, got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and where they, they grow plants in non-conventional ways. It's... Hmm. Both are super cool. So the the seeds tour, they have a futuristic greenhouse, and their whole model is not to use soil because mm, they can control right, right, right. everything. So they can grow some crazy like in, stuff. Just straight in water and things like um, that? There's, so there's like hydroponics, yeah. grown water, sand. Okay. Um, you know when you have like pumpkins and squash, they, they kind of grow viney on the Ye- ground? Yeah. They grow up on trellises uh, and the gourd hangs in uh, the air so they won't get bruised by the ground it's easier to like cook okay. them up. they have a uh, mickey cucumbers there where when you slice a cucumber it's mickey shaped 
Um, basically, they do a lot of these Mickey things where they just, as, as the fruit is growing, they put it in like a plastic <laughs> they, they Mickeyfy it. Yeah, they right. Mickeyfy it. Um, you know, the vines, they would lead them okay. to go into a big Mickey. So there was a peppercorn plant. I guess it's three um, circles. If you can get something yeah, into, not, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not that. If you, can, if you can wrangle something into a three circle shape, yeah. you can Mickeyfy um, it. It was just cool. Oh, they had Miracle Berry. Oh, growing. right, right, right. Um, they nice. had a stevia plant and we got to eat the leaves. That's and, cool. Yeah, it was it was super cool. And then the, the dolphin thing. Oh my god! You know that video of Kristen Bell freaking out about the sloth? Yeah, I was like, I was almost in tears. Like I was. Not only did I tour, and and the Epcot the aquarium is the second largest in the nation. First being the Georgia Aquarium, which is a question oh. I had to ask because they're like boasting. I'm like, we're the second biggest. And I was like, okay, what's the first? <laughs> it's it's the Georgia Aquarium. Um. Man, that's a big tank. So you know that big golf ball at Epcot? Yeah. You can fit that ball in the tank, like like circumference-wise. Holy moly. And still have room around for like a bus. That's how wide or how okay. the circular All right. that's big. tank is. And, and it's got dolphins in there? Yes. As a bunch of fish. It has manatees. So I've never been close to a dolphin before, let alone hang out with them wow. in the water. In a wetsuit. That's cool. One pooped on me, but that's cool. That is cool. That is pretty cool. How many people can you say that, you know, dolphin pooped on them? Yeah. The water just kind of washed it away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just make sure I didn't drink any of the water. (laughs) So I pooped on him back, and then we were even. Yeah, yeah. That's how they make friends, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You want to fit in, don't you? It's reciprocal. Yeah. So they had four dolphins there, and the dolphins there, they're not for show. They're not like trick dolphins. Like they don't have like a dolphin show. Okay. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not like jumping out of the water. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nose budding balls or whatever. Um, so the facility there is for research. So they are trained to do a lot of like animal husbandry things. Like they know how to like get on the scale. You mm, know, to help mm. us to like get their their vitals and cognitive training. Um, I hugged them. Oh. I felt their heartbeat. That's so cool. It is really cool. But the coolest thing, and I never realized this, was um, I mean, it's a 500-pound animal. So I got to pet all over. And once you get to the tail, it feels like a completely different thing because it's so hot. Ah, it's hot. Really? It's like a hot piece of steak. Huh. And it's because they regulate. They regulate their body temperature through their tail. And so their tail is super hot. Interesting. It's really weird. Because, um, you know, you're in the water and it's cold. And, you know, because the water they swim in, it's cold. And, you know, their body is, like, rubbery. But once it gets its tail, it's like it, you just feel heat radiating out. Um, well, they're so well insulated. I can see that. Like, the heat's got to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what the difference between a porpoise and a dolphin? <sighs> yeah, you know, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I th- again, this is another thing. Uh, just at some point over the years, I used to. I could not tell you what it is. Uh, porpoise is basically a small whale. Okay. And a dolphin is a dolphin. Okay. Like a different species. I do remember reading once that like what what is passed off as porpoises in a lot of places is actually just a, a different dolphin. type. Yeah, like a bottlenose dolphin or something like that. Maybe. I mean, they do look very similar. Um, how you can tell is by their teeth. Okay. So uh, dolphins have like conical like little cone teeth. Okay. And then uh, whales and porpoises have like spade-like teeth. Ah, okay. Both scary. Okay. Um, but that's that's how you can tell. And sometimes a porpoise is called a mere swine. A mere swine. Yeah, a sea pig, pretty much. <laughs> do they get along? Mer-swi- mer-swine. Do, do uh, dolphins and porpoises get I along? I don't know. Hmm. I wonder. And like Chris said once, um, what he I think when we when we travel now – 
we kind of have um, what he calls the the good job brain effect, where when you travel to somewhere, you just want to read up and yeah. learn about. Yeah. You're like, oh, you know, he was in Hawaii. He's like, how do pineapples yeah. grow? Yeah. Um, so things that are very everyday vernacular, you're like, hmm, when you're when you're traveling. So when I was walking around uh, downtown Disney, which is like a shopping area, well, now called Disney Springs, shopping area, with my, my runner friend, James, we walked by a cigar shop. There was a smoke shop there, and I noticed that there was a wooden statue outside, and it was of a classic imagery of a, like a Native American chief, like mm-hmm. an Indian chief. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember there was a similar statue on Main Street USA in Disneyland. Hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. Then I was like, oh... There is a statue like that in San Francisco in a smoke shop that I walked by to work. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this a thing? What is this thing? Have you seen these before? Are you just asking about the phenomenon of the cigar store in India? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely a thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's been a thing forever and ever. In I fact, have it's, no idea. It's, it's, I mean, it, it got to be – I mean, not got to be. It was always a little politically incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just – it just became more apparently politically incorrect. So you don't see it as much. But, no, that's a thing going way, way, way back. Yeah. Like any Western movie, anything you see, it's – yeah, absolutely. So I looked up the history of mm-hmm. it. it. It really started in Europe. Mm. Um, even though the native, you know, Native Americans is, is an American thing, but it started in Europe, and just like you know, all the other store emblems that we know, like a barbershop pole, yeah, the three gold balls for for pawn shop, yeah, and there was another thing too, yeah, it just became like kind of a visual shorthand, yeah, and it's because uh, back in this is like 17th century in Europe, not everybody knew how to read, and so they had to have these like emblems or logos shorthand, yeah, to be like I didn't go to the store, oh that's that store, yeah, yeah. Then why a Native American chief for a smoke shop? So it started in Europe. Tobacco was always tied to the New World, was yeah. always tied to – it was introduced to explorers and travelers, then introduced to Europe. Right, right. They're like, hey, look what we found. Yeah. yeah. So, so the people who were making these, like the carvers and stuff, really never seen an actual Native American chief. So, you know, the early ones kind of didn't really look right. You it's know, like a game of telephone. Yeah, it is. It is like a game of telephone through across an ocean. That makes more sense. I didn't realize it was a European origin yeah. thing. I mean, I knew it was really old and, you know, predated the Old West even. But that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That it was like, here's, can... this, here's this new world product. Yeah. We will show you our <laughs> best attempt <laughs> at interpreting a new world uh, Native American. I cannot unsee it. I like now that I've noticed I was like oh my god. Oh you you'll see I mean it's in everything from Bugs Bunny cartoons oh. to old magazine ads to uh to sitcoms to yeah or a lot of you know like again like a like, like Tom and Jerry or like uh, uh Roadrunner Coyote like any cartoon where there's like no dialogue it's a really easy way to kind of signify Got it. Yeah you yeah it's one of the yeah you'll see it everywhere now. That's it's- that's that's really interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. So we get a lot of listener mail and email. You know, I wish I could feature them all. But if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, the Good Job Brain account, uh, sometimes I will like take pictures of it and like the snail mail, especially yep. like, people draw us pictures yep. and stuff. Um, but I got this one email. It's so weird. And I have to share. It's a nuts story. because right. This is from Autumn. Lay it on me. She wrote in and she said, I recently listened to episode number 82, Body Hacking, where you discussed various ways to alter body parts, such as tattoos, piercings and other weirder hacks including notably a xenograft. And I believe I talked about xenograft, which is grafting or adding body parts from other species. Oh, right. Uh, that's not human. Right. For example, um, a lot of the old World War One or World War Two, when they have to do like kind of facial reconstruction, they might use skin from this. They may use a bone from a pig or a cow. Or I think the one I saw was a duck. Like someone got something from a duck. <laughs> Anyway, so so that's what we, we talked about. Autumn says, maybe you've already got a ton of mail on this subject. Oh, no. But in case <laughs> if you haven't, I'd like to tell you that I have a xenograft. Go on. Please don't think less of me. It wasn't by choice. <laughs> and in fact, I didn't even know about it until the anesthesia wore off. This is great this, scene setting yeah, here. Was like, yeah. Okay, okay. Autumn says, that's right, I have an involuntary xenograft. How does this happen? Well, when I was 23, the dentist told me that I still had a baby tooth and that I needed to come out. I said, okay, because I used to trust doctors. <laughs> so they pulled the tooth and started the process to build a new tooth bridge to fill the gap. Okay. But my jaw that held the tooth somehow lost bone mass over the weeks where they were doing the molding, and they decided they had to graft additional bone onto it with a minor surgery. They told me, hey, no worries. They just put some cadaver bone in my jaw. But it was okay because it was totally sterilized. Fast forward five hours after the surgery, I, I found out to my great surprise that they decided to use bovine bone <laughs> instead so now i'm part human part cow there's a really terrible action movie in there somewhere yeah. or maybe just a lot of awful puns about a cowgirl yeah. so autumn that's wonderful i think that's cool i think i think that's great i think that's so cool yeah we don't think less of you no i i have never heard anything like that me neither I, I like that they specified it was cadaver bone. <laughs> like, as it like, don't worry, we didn't take this from somebody alive. Yeah, don't worry. It's just a dead person. Yeah. But it's sterilized. Well, yeah, I hope, <laughs> I, it's, it's, I hope it's sterilized. Like, because I know, like, teeth and stuff, they use porcelain. They use a lot of, like, casting. Synthetic, yeah, right, exactly. right. Yeah, exactly. But um, I guess this was down in d below the, the Wow. All right. Um, but you can't, yeah. No, but, we don't think less of you, all. No, I think that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I think that's... That's if we're trying out for Jeopardy or a game show. That's your fun fact. Oh yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Is your, we're on a dating show. That's sure. the that's the little fun fact on the back of your card. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> that's an awesome fact. So we have kind of decided on our next topic mm -hmm. when we're when we're all back, and uh, not gonna tell you what it is, but I'm gonna clue you in with a clip uh, from a movie. Mysterious. Yeah. Bonus points if you can identify the movie without looking it up. 
I guarantee our listeners will be able to identify that. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody out there, at <laughs> least. All right. And we're going to end this, this catch-up show with a listener challenge. I have devised a music quiz. I'm going to be playing a couple of clips of songs back-to-back, and uh, there is a theme. And it's different than our usual music quiz because you don't have to tell me the artist. This is listener challenge, so you can look it up. You can read all all about it. You can soundhound it, shazam it. Google um, it, whatever. Figure it out. But there is a theme, and that's the puzzle. See if you can find out what ties all of these songs together. All right, here we go. In succession, my music puzzle. got that I'm, gonna, oh. I'm, gonna, I'm working on it i'm working on it okay all right so listeners if you figured it out send us an email and we'll we'll give you a shout out for the first couple of people who who got the theme right away and the theme is not they're all humans <laughs> or or they all live on planet earth they have not been in my yeah. kitchen it's a very specific theme that that kind of ties all these songs together and that's it for our catch-up show Thank you guys for being patient with us. Hope you guys enjoyed our best of. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Oh, and and also on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Keep sending us emails, tweets, snail mail. Uh, we'll try to feature some of you guys in, in one of these catch-up episodes. Mail away. Well, the gang's going to be back next week and uh we'll see you guys next week then bye bye
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.